This is a HeadGum Podcast. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the new series Dynasty. Watch it this Wednesday at 9, 8 central on The CW. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And we just got back from the second stop on our fall 2017 tour. Lindsay, how was it? It was so good. As you can see, I sound so much better than last time. I don't because I put it all out up there on the stage and I'm still pretty sick. Uh, We flew back to New York from LA yesterday on different (laughs) flights, on different flights. Bobby's flight had a ton of celebrities on it. Someone who could reasonably be considered a them and then two definite who's. Lindsay, Mm -hmm. I told you who they were, right? Yeah, I wish you had saved it for the podcast. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking. So, number one, Constant Zimmer. Who? <laughs> From Unreal. Unreal I, and House I've of Cards and Boston once. Legal. She's extremely nice. She's a very nice She was lady. in the whole, she had a whole row. She sat right across the aisle from me. It was like Wait, her so and she like, was in coach with you. She was in coach, but I understood, like, she was with her, like, a man and a daughter, like a young girl. They're not okay. going to buy all that, all those first class tickets. Please. Sure. Then... I was in, I lucked out, and I was in, like, the bulkhead row, so I had, like, the first spot in coach with all that leg space, so I could see first class. So the backer of first class, speaking of who's, God, what's his name? Um, Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny. From It's Always Sunny. Dennis. Dennis, yeah. Then, so we got two who's. Then we have someone who I didn't notice until the end, because I didn't notice this until five minutes before we were landing. So as I said, I was in the bulkhead row, so I had a really good view into first class. I guess just blue closet, mint. And, you know, it's like you look and you see that we're very close to the ground. The flight attendants are all buckled in. And I see this woman come out of the bathroom in this really, really long, like, puffy cardigan and then, like, pink slippers like pink slippers you definitely would not wear outside of an airplane like she switched into these shoes these are her flying slippers her flying slippers yes and it's like this long puffy cardigan and like a t-shirt like super casual then someone's like ma'am you have to sit down like we're landing (laughs) and she's like oh sorry and i recognized her voice and i was like wait a second and it was drew barrymore no dressed incredibly so that means she was definitely wearing her landing crocs those were definitely (laughs) they weren't crocs Crocs. Uh, they were too puffy they were like uh what do you call that stuff they were just like really fluffy 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 slippers pink neon fluffy slippers okay and i noticed she was sitting next to someone and i was like i wonder who that is because when i looked up i hadn't thought about them the entire six hour flight and then i noticed these two people were talking and then when we actually landed and everyone stands up you know the woman next to her was ready to go. Drew obviously needed to like change her footwear after we landed. But the woman right next to her was ready to get out of there. And I noticed them like say one final thing to each other and laugh. And then they fist bumped each other. And that woman was Mariska Hargitay. Wow. Amazing. What's funny she's is a, She's a them, right? She's yeah, a them, right? You didn't realize you were sitting near them for the six hours. But what if you had the whole flight? You would have been focused. I would have been completely preoccupied. And I, I wouldn't have been able to focus on anything else. You would have been just watching the back of them, seeing what they were doing, trying to figure out what they were doing. Yeah. And instead, I was very productive. I, I read one I read one book, read uh, like 100 or so pages of The Snowman after wow. that. Wow. Wow. I didn't even watch a movie. They had so many good movies and I didn't even watch a movie. I was like, you know what? I'm going to finish some books. Well, that's what, if you know Bobby, the one thing he'll ask you, if you like tell him you go anywhere, he won't be like, how was it? He'll be like, what'd you watch on the plane? Or like, what <laughs> movies were available to you on the plane and which ones did you choose? <laughs> I was very ready to watch. Mrs. Doubtfire is usually on 
planes and i love watching this is out there because it's really long and it's very satisfying uh don't you want to watch a new movie you just want to watch an old movie i like watching movies i've seen before because i like like playing like an, an iphone game during um anyway is that a that's a good intro right i saw these celebrities i always complain you probably heard me complain on the podcast that i never see celebrities and i saw four i know it's true i actually forgot that and you didn't see we didn't see any when we were in la like or at least i didn't see any with you i mean we did see a lot of very famous people which are our fans that are yeah, our famous fans. in they our were hearts so nice. very famous they were so wonderful it was great to meet so many of you there was a particular group of um lunatics who were dressed in entirely josh gad shirts <laughs> oh my the legendary josh gad fans the gadflies <laughs> is that what they called themselves i just I made think that up so they were so great i talked to one of them they were just natalie amazing. natalie i talked to natalie afterwards and she was telling me like we basically only brush the tip of the iceberg when it comes to Josh Gad, that like there's a whole other thing that we have to learn more about. She told me this great story about Josh Gad. Uh, no, Jamie Dornan on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, I might play the clip here, uh-huh. um, but it was incredible. But I want to ask you about a photograph because yeah. uh, you happen. This is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. It's a photograph of you with Josh Gad and Don Rickles. Yeah. And what was going on here? <laughs> what was happening? I look very red and drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that makes three of you, I think. <laughs> uh, what was happening there? I was having dinner with Don Rickles and his wife, Barbara. Nice. As you do. And Josh Gad happened to just come into the oh, same so restaurant. Oh, so Josh was not invited no, to the no, dinner? No, no, no. We wouldn't, no. Hey, we wouldn't invite Josh Gad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know Josh Gad. I met him once very briefly, and he said some very lovely things about the fall. You or Jayla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to know. Hey. Yeah. Do we want to start with Ivanka on the tr- on the, the the cover of this week's Trash Weekly? Please tell me what. Tell me about that cover, Lindsay. You're so upset. I mean, I'm upset too, but you're really, really upset. I'm. I am sorry. I'm not. I'm not like. First of all, what's new? It's not like I'm shocked, <laughs> right? Like this is not. Please don't. Please don't read this as like I'm. But I never. I never. Um, Us Weekly this week has an exclusive interview with Ivanka Trump, which is, I guess it's just interesting to me because they've had Ivanka Trump and the family on the cover, but it's always been an interview that's either old or kind of like... It's not an interview. It's just sources. Yeah. Right. So they're just like, they're making it up, but they finally got an interview, which I think means like they earned themselves, they proved themselves loyal to the Ugh. Trump family. I know, us the trash. And they finally got their exclusive interview. And so it's the cover is her. It says, Ivanka talks to us by life at the White House. Her secret struggles and the causes she fights for. What no one knows about her dad. And the worries that keep her up at night. Well, that one I, that one I understand. That one I understand. That one I get. You know? <laughs> Can you imagine what keeps her up at night? So basically, it's a Q and A too, which is also strange. And one of the questions yeah. I ask her, which is, means it was done, they had five minutes, <laughs> right? So one of the questions they ask her is, "When was the last time you cried?" So if you're worried about them throwing softballs at her, worry no more because they 100 <laughs> percent asked her no important questions, only questions like, "When was the last time you cried?" Also, what's even crazier, I didn't realize this at the show. Her initials are IT, so it looks it says it, <laughs> so it looks like the it. <laughs> Pennywise, oh my god. 
<laughs> Wait, it's really funny that it's also like it's the full. It's capitalized like it too. Like it's. I know I-K. it's like us. us is you lowercase s, and then it's like it. <laughs> right, it's really good. So she's the it. She's like the it monster. So she, it. I actually am a pretty emotional person. It requires tremendous discipline to ignore the noise. So. This is not when was the last time you cried answer. It's just I cry all the time answer. I'm not even sure she's saying because she's saying she's emotional. But just because you're emotional doesn't mean you cry. No, but they're completely dodging. It's an expert dodge. She's answering without answering. They're like, when was the last time you cried? And that she doesn't cry that often. But she's like, I actually am very emotional. I cry all the time. That's Mm -hmm. what I think. That's what I think she's trying. Like, that's this answer. But they're trying to get a softball. Like, I watched Beethoven and cried. But she's not even to give them that good answer. It's no. awful. It's one of the worst. To keep going with this it it thing. It's really funny if you imagine that she's speaking in third person where she goes, it requires tremendous discipline to ignore the noise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you see what she's, I'm saying? Yes. She's, she's talking she, about herself. Uh, she's anyway. it. She is it. This is a perfect interview. Maybe they're doing a subtle drag, which is <laughs> too subtle to be even acknowledged by most people it, except for us. Wait, it is actually really funny if... Like, if you imagine that the people who are stuck at Us Weekly, because of course, like, you can't, no one, not everyone has the luxury of, like, just because they hate the new management of their jobs to be able to quit and leave. So, it stands to reason that there certainly, there must be, like, some sort of, like, faction within the Us Weekly walls who, like, hate being there, but they can't get a new job. And so, they're sneaking in weird Easter eggs to prove that they hate AMI. And this could easily be one of them. Anyway, moving on. Can we talk about Grace? We need to talk about Grace. Yeah, this is this is the newest news in our news. Yeah, so... So Bobby explained. So Grace Gummer, who is the daughter of Don Gummer and Meryl Streep, who's an actress. She was on... She's on Mr. Robot, but you, you recognize her from such shows as The Newsroom. You recognize her as Meryl Streep's daughter, who looks like Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep's daughter. Mamie is the one who was in Ricky and the Flash. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Right? Okay. Ma- yes. Make sure you know which one was in Ricky and the Flash. Anyway, this is... I can't even think about the difference between Mamie and Grace right now. Anyway, we've done this and we still have so, not been cured of that disease. We've, we've messed them up in the past. So Grace Gummer is dating Tay Strathairn. Strathairn? Strathairn. I don't know. Um, I think it's David Strathairn. And David Tay Strathairn is the, the son of David Strathairn. So it's these two children of... Um, sort of old school Hollywood actors, like who came of age in the 70s. This is amazing. But what's really interesting, what's really, really interesting is that David Strathairn and Meryl Streep played husband and wife in The River Wild. That so there's is a, an even stranger movie. connection there. No, She's and dating the-, the son of her, move, of her mom's on-screen husband. And this article says they met on the set of that movie. So it says, well, first of all, see if you can catch what Us Weekly does here, an iconic move. It says, at the event, Gummer, 31, recalls meeting Tay in 1994 on the set of The Wild River. Us Weekly calls The River Wild The Wild River, just FYI, which stars <laughs> David as well as Gummer's mom, Meryl Streep. An eyewitness tells us, Gummer quipped to friends, they say we met then, but no one remembers because they were like kids. They were kids. Yeah, they must have been eight. Yeah. Also, there's literally nothing else to say about these people because Grace Gummer is boring, and I assume taste with Theron is. The River Wild was probably one of my favorite movies as a kid. I can't remember another movie that I watched as But often. I guess we have to explain who Taste with Theron is. He's an actor. 
No, he's like a, but they call him a song, a song writer, song singer. That's one thing. They call him a singer. A song singer? Oh, he's a musician. He's a keyboardist. Yeah. yeah. I think he's more of that. And I think he's not really an actor. Yeah. Oh, so also the connection there. So he was in Lone Star and Eight Men Out because um, his dad, David Strathairn, is really good friends uh, with John Sayles. Oh, yeah. That writer director. So like his first movie was uh, The Return of the Secaucus 7, which if anyone knows The Big Chill, The Big Chill basically ripped off The Return of the Secaucus 7. Um, I didn't know that. Which is very strange. Yeah. The Big Chill is like a complete ripoff of that movie. Oh. Which was a really, really tiny, tiny little movie about Ooh, which like, means college I might friends like who it. come back together. No, it's really, it's actually really good. But David Strathairn is in it. Um, anyway, that's cool. Are we done? Um, speaking of relationships, Jeremy Meeks filed for divorce. That's some. That's an update, I oh, guess. No. I mean, well, finally, no, but good. I mean, that's finally good. that's a step forward for his wife. Moving on, I have another article I want to share with you that I'm obsessed with. Um, we talked about this at the show. Shout out LA people, but I just I can't get enough of it. Um, the Daily Mail wrote an article, um, and the headline is, <laughs> Jude Law looks uncharacteristically casual as he steps out in baggy gray sweatpants and a beanie hat for New York City stroll. And you're like, how bad could he look to necessitate an entire article about how bad he looks, you know? Mm-hmm. And Jude Law isn't known for looking nice all the time, right? Like, right. that's not part of his brand, is it? No, like fashion is not part of his brand at all. Also, you just, it's not like he's a a subject of paparazzi shots to begin with. It's weird. And so you scroll down and he looks fine. That's the Mm -hmm. reveal is like, he's wearing a gray beanie. He's wearing sweatpants like most people could, would. A v-neck sweater. A v-neck gray sweater. He looks good. He looks like built. He looks like strong. Mm -hmm. Um. And then literally in the article, they show a few photos and they're like, how dare he wear sweatpants, basically. Mm-hmm. And then halfway down, they say, meanwhile, Jude's ex-girlfriend, Sienna Miller, 35, looks beautiful in a simple and casual selection while she stepped out in London. They literally compared him to his ex-girlfriend who wasn't even nearby because she looked nearby. better than him. <laughs> Who wasn't nearby and who doesn't matter. No one cares about Sienna Miller. I will literally never get over this drag of, of Jude Law in the Again, Daily Mail. Someone, someone there must have a vendetta against him. Someone there doesn't like him. Do you think um, someone saw those photos and was like, let's put these photos of him in sweatpants next to Sienna Miller. Absolutely. Who's dressed up in London or wherever. Absolutely. So rude. Um, and then the first the first comment, the top comment is someone yeah. named Eggie Williams who says, the anti-John Ham, that little jelly bean has no dangle, which I'm not fully, I mean, I guess it just means like you, because he's wearing sweatpants, so like his like Wait, you know what is that sort means. of visible. But I mean like has no dangle. I've never heard, I've never heard like a reference to like length of penis as like, look at the dangle on that, you know, I've never heard that. But I mean, what do I know about British slang? I mean, they're that referring... That little jelly bean, as no dango. That... I don't know. <laughs> the guy's name is Eggy Williams, so clearly he's like not it. from this neck of the woods. But, I mean, anytime a celebrity wears sweatpants, everyone's like, takes out their magnifying glass and is like, ooh! <laughs> you know, it's like, it be, everyone becomes like Sherlock Holmes or like, what's her face? Um, no, they become, they become... They become Latoya Jackson. Yeah, like within that in that gif. With the... <laughs> yes, they become Detective Latoya. Everyone's like all of a sudden like oh like pulling out their like giant magnifying glass, like zooming in, zoom, 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 refine, looking for the outline of some sort of like private part. We're awful. I mean, this is an awful place that we live. 
So, Lindsay, are you ready to do some Spawn Con? I love it. You know I love it. Uh, remember whenever we did SpawnCon for Riverdale? Yeah, and it was the best show ever, and people today are still being like, do you watch Riverdale still? I'm like, are you kidding? I am the number one Riverdale fan, paid and now, like, unpaid. I'm just saying, like, trust them, right? Like, I trusted them, I got Riverdale, I'm thrilled. Trust them again for Dynasty, and I'm, and I saw the pilot, and it's Yeah, the pilot, we saw the pilot. Wild. It's wild. I never watched the original Dynasty, did you, Lindsay? No? No, I didn't, but I'm so happy that I watched this because it, it provided me the opportunity and motive to go do a deep dive on the first one. And there's so much good stuff. Yeah, it's really, really good. So apparently it's not a reboot. It's not a remake. They're just like doing Dynasty over again. Which is great because like, why would you knock something if it was great? Just do it again. So it's the same idea. So there's like, I guess in the original Dynasty, it was oil money. Yeah. Wasn't it? So in this one, it's also energy, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot of talk about fracking well, so it's, it's like a big energy <laughs> if you were wondering if fracking could be made sexy the answer is yes kind of in this show there's a lot of sexy fracking talk fracking is definitely a them of energy sources oh, God. Um, so... or ways to get energy <laughs> anyway so in the original let's let's talk about listen we're, we're, we're going off the rails let's talk about the original dynasty iconic because of main people like Joan Collins Heather Locklear mm-hmm. John Forsythe who I know John Forsythe, number one, because he's the voice of Charlie from Charlie's Angels, iconic voice you never see. Good morning, angels. But also, they mention John Forsythe and the Golden Girls all the time. There's always, like, John Forsythe references. Wait, apparently they he do? was like very Yeah, apparently he was, like, very hunky. <laughs> Were you as young, Bobby, like, who is John Forsythe? I was like, who is John Forsythe? <laughs> God, do you know who else anyway, was eventually on what? Dynasty? Rock Hudson. Rock Hudson. <laughs> like, R.I.P. Everyone was on Dynasty at some point or another. Um, and to give the little give a little context, this is the kind of stuff that makes me really interested in kind of television history. This was the number one show. This was ABC's competitor, CBS's primetime series, Dallas, if you remember. So ABC made Dynasty in to mm-hmm. compete against Dallas. And by mm-hmm. 1985, it was the number one show in the United States. Right? Sounds like a very great Wikipedia fact you just read me. I mean, but come on, this is where I found this stuff. Like, where else would you go? <laughs> yeah. Right? This is the kind of stuff that makes it interesting to remember. Like, this Everyone was, watched Dynasty. This was the lost of, you know, this was the empire. This was the, I'm trying to think of big TV. This was the This, the is, this us. is Us. Oh, God. Oh, my this God. This is the This Is Us of 1985 that everybody was talking about. This is what everyone was talking about. We should move on. We should move on to the new Dynasty. I feel like we're dwelling yeah, we on the old one. I think... A deep dive on the old dynasty is a great idea before you get started, though, on the new one. Because know where, know where it came from, you know? Know its importance. Yep. So um, what's the new one? It's a complete new remake. It's about fracking. There's a wedding. <laughs> the whole first the first episode of this show has everything, so many things. Everything happens. It covers every base. It's like, what needs to happen in a soap An opera? Explosion and explosion like, well. and, and <laughs> cheating and uh, gay scandal and straight scandal. and Oh, my God. Gay scandal, straight scandal. Um walking in on his their their dad having sex and completely oh. unbothered. So you know what's fun like I don't think this is a spoiler but if if a real a true a true drama someone has to die at the end like that's the real thing and I guess would be really fun to say if see when you watch this pilot or you watch the first episode guess who's going to die. Gonna die like as as you're watching take bets with friends as to who's going to go because I feel like it's a wild ride from start to finish. Yeah, you can call it Who's Dead. Like, will it be this one? Will it be that one? So who are some of the Who's on this show that are, like, to watch? Because as you remember on Riverdale, all of the Who's to watch are now, like, mega... First, they were not Who's. Now they're definitely Who's, you know? Yeah. 
So these people are not who's yet. They could eventually become who's. I guess, no. Rafael de la Fuente is probably a who because he okay. was on Empire. Okay. Uh, great. There's a gay subplot. Like, thank God there's a gay subplot. Thank God. Um, and, the guy and he played... plays Rafael de la Fuente, who was on um, Empire as Jamal's first boyfriend, plays Sammy Joe, the part that was played by Heather Locklear. They made it a guy. Very fun. Oh, yeah. They did some They did some gender switches. Which but they is very still call him that. Sammy Joe, which I am loving. Um, <laughs> who else? They... There's the guy Caleb from the OC, the mm-hmm. dad, the mean, the mean dad. Um, and Charles Widmore he's in it, from but Lost. He's a butler. Don't forget, but he's a butler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's a big role. That's a big role in this show. Then there's Natalie Kelly. She's Crystal. Yeah, she was um Grace on Unreal, and if you watch mm-hmm. The Vampire Diaries, she was on that too. But I don't know who she played because I did not watch that show. Who else? A guy from speaking of soap opera royalty, there's a guy named Grant Show, and he plays he's Blake Carrington. He he's like plays the, the main guy. I know. And what's so he's great the is that they took somebody who is like an iconic soap guy and gave him this role because it's a wonderful contextual crossover for people who like grew love soap operas and grew up on soap operas, which is you know Melrose Place. Yeah, which is Meryl's Place. But the main characters, apart from Melrose Place guy, are Elizabeth Gillies. Love that name. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> or is it Giles? Are you just pronouncing it wrong? No, it's Gillies because okay. it's G-I-L-L-I-E-S. I'm not an idiot. If there were one L, I would say Giles. I don't know. Also, I feel it's like I-E-S. you're probably pronouncing that wrong. Whatever. She's Is she the main girl? Her name is Fallon Carrington, which is a perfect name. Then there's this guy, James McKay who plays Fallon's brother, Stephen. Oh, he's good. Right? He's very good. He's good. He's gay. He's like, his, his dad tries to like, do a business deal by pimping him out to this other guy. And but he's he, like, Daddy, like, he, how dare stop. you use my homosexuality don't, don't for this? Don't give too much away. He, um... I love it because he's like he's like a do-gooder. So they first show he first shows up and he's like, "I'm a doing charity, excuse me," and he answers his phone. And you're like, "I love this show." <laughs> he hates. Listen up. He hates fracking. He hates fracking. I can't believe you just spend the median household income on jet fuel. When the revolution happens, it'll be your head they come for first. Oh, I'll be sure to get my hair done. Yeah, sooner the better. There's so much. If you count them, the amount of times they talk about fracking, that's also a fun thing to do. Because when I first watched this, I texted Bobby like, whoa, there's a lot of like fracking talk in this show. I was like, how's Dynasty? And she's like, it's really good. It's like very entertaining, but also it's entirely about fracking, which I love. Very topical. (laughs) You know, maybe people really grow fond of the fracking subplot and they realize there's too much fracking for one show and they just need a spinoff that's entirely fracking related. Energy is really funny as like your <laughs> your family business. It's also just funny that you keep trying to make energy sexy. It's like oil is definitely like sexy kind of, but but like fracking, not so much. Wind energy, not so much. What other types of energy are there? Like water? Geothermal? Not water? sexy. Not sexy. <laughs> I feel like building the dam could be sexy, but oh, nothing else. I guess. I don't know. That's the problem. Why we, we That's why we rely on oil so much, because it's too sexy. This is really off the rails, but I hope this means you guys will watch Dynasty, because not this is a sponsored segment, but we really also enjoyed it. So when does it start? It starts this Wednesday at 9, 8 Central on The CW. Oh my god, in two days. I just love like how ener- how sexy they've made energy, and um, I can't wait to see how sexy energy gets in the future. This season's going to be fun. The next one is yours, because you're the only one who cares about this like tentative relationship. Tentative relationship. Um, they were out again last night, so I think it might be it might be happening. Sure. Um, so Sam Smith. Oscar winner Sam Smith, who <laughs> is responsible for the worst ever Oscar winning song. song. Yeah. Um, that stole it from Diane Warren and Lady Gaga, which I still cannot get over, and I'm not sure I ever will get over it. 
um, is now dating the star of 13 Reasons Why, Brandon Flynn. And these this relationship was first brought to light in a series of paparazzi photos of them holding hands and kissing outside of a sweet green in New York City. You're obsessed with that. Um, well, it's also, the whole thing is just very convenient. Sam Smith's promoting his album. 13 Reasons Why Guy is promoting whatever. Who cares what he's promoting? Um, <laughs> he's promoting himself because he's not famous. And Sam, and neither of them are really good at pretending to be casual. Like, both of them are trying so hard to not look at the camera. And it's really, really rough. So there's one of Sam's with Sam with his arm around Brandon's shoulder. And Brandon's sort of, like, delicately holding it, but also sort of awkwardly holding it. And then they're kissing, but they're standing in the same place. And it's like, why are you just standing in Astor Place for this long? Anyway, they went to see Dear, Dear Evan Hansen, too. And they went um, to the SNL after party last night. Yeah, and Sam Smith wore an R. Kelly shirt, which is insane. How dare he wear an R. Kelly shirt he last did? night? He wore an R. Kelly shirt, like a fucking idiot. Meanwhile, Brandon Flynn wore a shirt that said, fuck Paul Ryan. Very brave of him. Very, very brave. Um, For more backstory, we didn't really get into this in the show, but what's funny about Brandon Flynn, he is a young actor. He's 23. He's famous for 13 Reasons Why, that show about the girl who kills herself and then like releases the tapes. It was on Netflix. Everybody was into it. I mean, everybody, like, every teenager watched it and loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, He plays, like, a straight guy on that show. And then after, it kind of came out that he was probably dating his co-star, Miles Heiser, who is the one that we always suspected was dating, um, what's-her-face, his sister on Parenthood. (laughs) Oh, my God. But they were just roommates. Or at least, mm-hmm. I don't know. I always thought there was something there because they were so, like, cute or whatever. But mm-hmm. then there was all these rumors and slash it was kind of true, maybe. I don't think it was ever confirmed, but whatever. That he, he was, was dating the other guy? That he was dating Miles Heiser and people were yeah. loving that because there's nothing like a Tumblr teen loves more than, like, their favorite show about straight guys and, and gay guys. It turns out that, like, t- the straight guys Both are actually of them are gay, gay and they're dating. Yeah, like, it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, so I can't, I guess they broke up or they weren't dating and now he's dating Sam Smith, which is really interesting. He really, um, moved up the ladder of mm-hmm. gay celebs. Uh, there really is no bigger, I mean, in a way, I mean, Sam Smith is, is one of the, one of the, the biggest ones, which is really sad. We can do better community. There's so much about how his first album was about a breakup. So then people really focused on talking about relationship with him it's just it's unfortunate because the narrative of him being of him being single and heartbroken is so strong because of the album that he's going to be the most famous for his entire life but what's 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 really weird is that that album is entire that that album is a really great breakup album yeah but he never had a boyfriend like he said that he never had a boyfriend at the time he recorded that album so So it's like a fantasy of it's a fantasy of a breakup album which is kind of what makes it so good yeah because it's like it hits every every note and it like every cliche about a breakup album yeah lonely hour is sam's debut album and this is where he wrote it a tiny apartment in a pretty rough part of southwest london this was my that was my room right here yeah he only moved out five months ago after being burgled for the third time really quick i want to read a headline very quickly. Okay, we can cool. Move let's on. do it. Yeah. Mandy Moore documents her upper endoscopy to test for celiac disease on Instagram. <laughs> I do not. I will not. I do not. I was going to no. say, first of all, then people explain celiac um, in a paragraph. 
But then Mandy Moore, there's a there's a screenshot of the actual Instagram story, and it's her after the endoscopy, and it says Grog City just had an upper endoscopy to officially see whether or not I have celiac. Parentheses only way to officially diagnose. Things are looking okay. Hand sign. So I guess Wait, she doesn't so have. So do you have celiac. it? No, no, she. We we didn't get the results. It just says she got the endoscopy. The whole, she's okay. the whole fun of being gluten-free is not actually knowing if you have celiac disease. Like, you never want to know. Why would you want to yeah. know? Um, Whatever. Meanwhile, speaking of medical procedures, Sofia Vergara got a mammogram. Oh, good for her. Good one, for her. Just the, she's this, encouraging other women to get mammograms because it's mammogram. Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Good for her. And it's good because she's, like, known for her boobs. So, like, getting a mammogram uh-huh. is, like, part of her brand. Yeah. She's done this before. So there was, there was a photo of her last. There was a photo of her last year that's actually really good that I've never seen before. In May 2016, at the place where she gets her mammogram, and it's her. It's a selfie of her looking longingly at this mammogram device, and she goes, "It's that time of the year." <laughs> it's like her, like she's so looking good. sexily at it. It's really she's funny. so good. I feel like the best one of the best photos ever taken is her next to the wrestling rink, and she's like, "I killed them" or whatever. Like, what's that? I killed them. I killed what's them. What's that famous? Where there's I like, think it's I killed them. And she's smiling. It's like her smiling huge next to a wrestling like rink and there's like two guys dead like like just on the floor on the wrestling rink and it just says, I killed them. And she's like in full glam. She, she's smiling. But the most recent one, the Sophia Vergara one, she's doing a boom. It's a boomerang of her at the mammogram device. What does it call? The, the mammogram? Mammo- I, I don't know. even know what the device is. I don't is. know. But I think it's in a called room. a mammogram. And it just says, and it just says, you have to do it. <laughs> she's so happy. <laughs> wait is that what it's called is that really what it says yeah it says you have to do it (laughs) three exclamation marks (laughs) hashtag mammogram hashtag medical imaging wait i'm clicking on the link you have to do it (laughs) (laughs) you have to do it (laughs) i love that i love that so much i love that i also want we talked a little about this show but i really find it interesting this uh lionel richie thing does that does that still matter does it matter does it, do you care? Yeah, that matters. That matters because we, it's Sophia and Scott. Well, I just, okay, so Sophia and Scott are dating. It's very clear, like, they're publicly dating. They want you to know they're dating and they are dating. Or they just mm-hmm. want you to know they're dating. I don't know. Not trying to start conspiracy theories. But there's a great mm-hmm. picture of them on the on a jet ski and he's, like, turning around to kiss her. And you're like, this is the most uncomfortable looking kiss oh, moment yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Anyways, Us Weekly so excitedly caught up with you know who lana richie uh, uh sophia's dad i almost called her nicole because he's the new judge on american idol he's a new judge on american idol and they were at auditions and us was covering the auditions and he, they asked him what does he think about his daughter dating this you know uh snake garbage man and they said and he said jokingly because he or here you judge for yourself he said Have I been in shock? I'm the dad. Come on. The Hello Singer exclusively told us at the American Idol auditions in New York City on Wednesday, October 4th. When asked if he was happy for the new couple, the multi-Grammy winner quipped, I'm scared to death. Are you kidding me? Okay. That's what we get. That's a joke. That's the quote. Is that a joke or not? Absolutely. Like 100% that's a joke. 150% that's a joke. Okay. So guess who took I'm scared to death literally out of context and just made it like serious. Mm. You're um, right. Everyone. Every everyone. <laughs> single tabloid. So here's a few of the headlines, including Us Weeklies. 
I'll speak these is at the top. They um, took their own quote out of context. Lionel Richie on daughter <laughs> Sophia dating Scott Disick. I'm scared to death. Lionel Richie scared to death. His daughter is dating Scott Disick. Lionel Richie on daughters Sophia's relationship with Scott Disick. I'm scared to death. I'm scared to death. Lionel Richie admits he's in <laughs> shock that his daughter Sophia is dating sex addict father of three Scott Disick. Lionel Richie admits he's scared to death of daughter Sophia dating Scott Disick. Lionel Richie is scared to death of daughter Sophia dating Scott Disick. Oh, that's two back to back. Lionel Richie is scared to death of daughter Sophia. These are all different places. So yeah. um, that was the that was Us Weekly, then Page Six, Billboard, then I think like Metro UK, uh, HuffPo, and then Just Jared. They all had the same pull quote. That one quote, which is just like Iggy Azalea and the handicapped parking spot. They're like pulling out this quote to imply that he's actually like, I'm terrified. And it's like, he's literally making a joke about how dads are supposed to be scared of their daughters dating anyone. Music legend Lionel Richie may soon be judging contestants in his new role on American Idol, but he's also laying down the judgment on his 19-year-old daughter Sophia Richie's current boyfriend, millionaire playboy Scott Disick. As Lionel simply put it to Us Weekly, I'm scared to death. Lionel Richie, he is uh, apparently not so crazy about his 19-year-old daughter, Sophia, dating Scott Disick. Uh, uh, Us Weekly asked Lionel if he's happy about the new couple, and his response was, I am scared to death. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the who queen. Tens of people want to all about the number one who Lindsay Bobby tell us now What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? She's filming a new video. So we got shout out to um a few of the fans that sent us like shots of Rita out their window in Soho, not in Soho, in meatpacking. In meatpacking, right? yeah. Filming meat packing. whatever video this is. What's the song, do you think? We don't even know. We don't know. There's not a new song. She's going to drop the song and the video at the same time, I bet. Smart. So she also, I guess, filmed in Times Square. She filmed in a few places. So She filmed in a lot of places in a, in a wide array of, of outfits. Some very um, typical Rita, but then there's some more like costumey ones. Like there's one of her in a wedding dress. It's kind of great. She's literally just filming in front of everyone. Like she went to Times Square. I mean, obviously it drew people, but that's the number one place to draw people. Yeah. You know? Usually videos, videos don't take that long to come out after they're shot. So I feel like we can expect a video like in a month, within the month. Do you think this is coming out with her album? I think it's the newest song from her album because her, her album isn't coming out until 2018. Does it does it say what song? I mean, I feel like people could have made No, they don't know. They don't but know. how would she, they... When you they know hear... there's a Bot that's been reading her lips and doing that, but she doesn't... She literally doesn't have But wouldn't have they hear song. the playback from it? Not necessarily because she could have a headpiece in. Oh, okay, there's one where she's a bride though. Did you see that? Yeah, I just mentioned that. Oh. The other one, um, she's wearing a long gown. This she's is wearing a, a long gown. Rita did like a full New York City like tour. Yeah, she's on the TKTS booth. She like got some cheap tickets to Kinky Boots, and then she filmed, and then she filmed a video. And she like did some high kicks and meat packing, and like held a bunch of blue balloons, and like rubbed up on a taxi cab. There's a great photo of her like 
kind of dancing on a taxi and the taxi driver's like looking out being like Ugh. yeah she has a she has a billion great outfits i like her rainbow track suit in where is that i don't know she's everywhere she's everywhere anyways this is i keep can't stop looking at the photos there's hundreds of them in the sun in the it's sun great. Um, what else did she do? She performed, um, this was a good one. She performed at the Brew and Chew Music Festival in West Palm Beach. Good. Why didn't we go? Well, we were in Los Angeles. Mm, we should have flown there. Okay. Well, next time. And then. I like the the best photos of her. The ones that we got sent by everyone were the ones of her holding the giant blue balloons. Yeah. And she's in that blue outfit walking down the street. Yeah. But that's because that's when she was in meatpacking and like people were literally looking out their windows like from their offices. I think that was like during the day because. That's when we got a few of those. I really want that photo of her and the cab on my phone background. You sh- you can do you should do it. Well, I don't know if you'd ever be able to re- replace your terrifying photo of Julia Roberts, but you know, one day. And Aaron Brockovich. Okay, so we're done. Thank you to everyone who came to the show on Sun. I mean, on Friday. <laughs> on Friday. On Thursday. When, Thursday. Oh my God, it was on Thursday. Thursday Thank Thursday. you so much. It, it was, was so great. nice to we're meet all in... of you and see all of you. And we're definitely going to come back to Los Angeles uh, and do another show for sure. Um, At some point. That was really um, fun. We're going to be in Chicago this weekend. Please come if you haven't already bought Oh tickets. my God, this weekend in Chicago. Please come see us. I like Bobby's never been to Chicago, first of all, which is insane. It's insane that I've never been to Chicago. So we're going to be so, doing like touristy things. Maybe you'll we're find gonna be us. At the, we're going to be at the Bean for 72 hours. <laughs> I'm just, not going to the Bean for 72 bean. hours. We'll be like, oh, wait, we have to go to the show. And then we're just going to go straight back to the bean. Um, so yeah, if so you come see meet us, us at the bean. the bean. Um, that's going to be it. And we're going to spend the week uh, building up a great show for you on Saturday or f- yeah. uh, Sunday. Oh, my God. It's and Sunday, right? It's Sunday, yes. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's, by the way. And what <laughs> else the is way. there to say? That's it. I need to go, you know, I need to go. I have errands. All I right. have errands. Goodbye. Guys. Bye, everyone. You will drive us. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the new series Dynasty. Watch it this Wednesday at 9, 8 central on The CW. That was a HeadGum podcast. That little jelly bean has no dangle.